Welcome to the Dear Beloved Podcast. I'm your host, Laura Jean, founder of the Beloved Collective, and together we will dive deep into relationships, femininity, and the stages leading up to marriage from a Catholic perspective. Here you'll find real conversations rooted in the truth, dispelling the lies found in our culture, and learn practical ways that we can keep Christ at the center of our lives and relationships. Dear beloved, welcome back to the podcast. Today we have a special guest for you, Mari Wagner. Many of you guys probably know her. Um, so I want, I'm so happy to have her here. And so Mari, why don't you introduce yourself? Thanks, Laura Jane. I'm super excited to be here on this podcast with you and excited to meet everybody in your community. For those that don't know me, I am, like Laura Jean said, Mari Wagner. I'm a wife, Catholic content creator, dog mom, and founder of the, po- the popular Catholic lifestyle brand, West Coast Catholic. Amazing. I'm so excited to talk with you today, Mari, because um, one of the things that I super admire about you, there are so many things I admire about you, but <laughs> one of oh. the things is that it seems that you're always like cultivating community no matter where you are and so I wanted to talk with you about community today um, Mm -hmm. because it's something that we all really need and I see that you're doing it really well so why don't you tell us about the community that you have around you right now Mm -hmm. well thank you so much first of all I love that that is something that you gathered from um, my presence on Instagram because that's like that's literally why I started it in the first place before I even get into like my actual community right now that is the biggest reason why I started the West Coast Catholic um, platform because I was in a space where I didn't feel like I had a lot of Catholic community around me even though I was going to a Catholic university I still felt like I was one of the few that actually wanted to live out a Christ-centered life, um, and I didn't feel like I had a lot of people around me to be on the journey with. And so my desire was to be a voice for people, at least on social media, to bring some goodness to their feed and to encourage them to know there is a Catholic community out there. You can be a cool, fun, loving, young, (laughs) young Catholic woman in the world today. So I am glad that that is the vibe that you're getting, and I hope that uh, is what I can invite anybody into that that comes across West Coast Catholic. But um, yeah, community in general um, in my life, um, it's it's fluctuating. (laughs) In the adult world, I feel like things change so, so much. Um, And so we actually just recently moved like three months ago. So we're in a process of building new community around us because uh, we're in a new place. So right now, a large part of our community looks like family because we did move to be closer to family, um, which is a new experience for us because we've been living away from both families the past couple of years. And so we're super excited just to be around family and cultivate those relationships with our parents and our siblings, um, as well as starting to get to know the people that live around us and are in our parish. That's beautiful. I love that so much. And I and I really appreciate how you mentioned that it's fluctuating because mm-hmm. it's so true. And especially as adults, like some of my listeners may be in college still. And if you are like that community is kind of built in for you a little bit. I mean, mm-hmm. it takes work. Don't get me wrong. It takes work. Um, but as an adult, it's a little bit harder because you have to actively seek it out. Yeah. 
Yeah, absolutely. And my view has changed over the years of like what community looks like, Um, you know, like in college, like you said, like it's kind of built in around you and there's lots of opportunities to meet a lot of people. And so I felt like in high school and college, the community thought that I had was like, okay, like a lot of people, like the more friendships, the better. Mm -hmm. Having a big group of friends is what community is. And so I was the kind of gal that was like friends with a lot of people in a lot of different groups. Um, But my Mm -hmm. view of that has changed a lot over the past couple of years and just going into adult life, realizing that you don't always have the capacity and the energy um, and the time to invest deeply in Mm -hmm. so many people. You know what I mean? Yes, and especially going even from the transition of being single to married, Mm -hmm. like your uh, time is a little bit thinner because that relationship should and ought to take a lot of time Mm -hmm. and you should really give a lot of your energy towards that relationship. So I can see how even that transition yeah is different for community yeah absolutely and I think at first we didn't really realize that that would be the case I mean we got married pretty young like straight out of college and so we're like we're gonna be this super fun young couple like you can come over at 10 p.m if you want to hang out don't even knock walk (laughs) through the door (laughs) and Yeah, that's not really the case. We're like 9 p.m. We're like, oh, we're so happy to like wind down and just be together and get to bed early if we can and prep for the next day. And it is very different, yeah, than when we were single. But yeah, community now looks like having more of like a small circle of people that that know you really well. Um, And one of those being obviously like my, my husband, my spouse, cultivating that relationship first and then relationships that we both have in our lives that are like personal friends and then like couple friends together that we can invest in together. Um, so yeah, finding people that, that really know you um, or can, can get to know you that share similar values and, and are willing to like support you in your season of life. Yeah, I love that so much. And I'm just curious if there's ever been a time in your life where you haven't had community and maybe how that relates to a time when you have Mm -hmm. had community Mm -hmm. yeah for sure like I said our experience with community has been fluctuating a lot over the past couple years um, especially because we have we've moved around and so when we got out of college we became focused missionaries and we were placed um, in Lincoln Nebraska which was a completely new place for us Um, I'd never stepped foot in the Midwest at all so new culture new faces new people and you kind of have to start over Um, and so even as a missionary when you kind of also have a little bit of built-in community like you have your team and at Nebraska we had a big team of like 10 people um and the Newman Center there is very active so we were always surrounded by people but Mm. even then that was sometimes a challenge at first because we were constantly surrounded by people but nobody really knew me yet like within those first couple months still like I didn't really felt like I was really known in that area and sometimes Mm -hmm. like You can be surrounded by a lot of people, but feel really lonely and feel really isolated. Mm -hmm. And so for for a while there, I felt like, yeah, I didn't have my own like personal community. It was more like 
I was just doing my job as a missionary, which was to invest in people and cultivate those relationships. But because we were also in different stages of life, me getting ready to get married or actually married, and then they were in college, like it wasn't the same type of community that I found later on um, as we spent a couple years in Lincoln meeting other people. Yeah, well, my mind is racing with so many thoughts because, mm-hmm. yes, one thing that I do want to say is like what you said about you're surrounded by people yet still feel lonely is I think everyone has had that experience before and it's not really talked about Mm -hmm. um it's not really something that people want to admit I think um that you could be surrounded by people and still feel alone I think every introvert has felt that (laughs) ever, but I'm sure extroverts have too. Um, When I I was in a really supportive, really close-knit community Mm -hmm. um, for a couple of years when I lived abroad and I studied abroad in Austria, and, like, we lived in apartments that were next to each other. Like, we were in, like, a small community, and when I first got there and – there were a lot of people who already knew each other and the new people were like assimilating well. I was not. And I was like, this is supposed to be great. And Mm -hmm. I feel so alone. Yes. (laughs) You know, totally. It's totally it. That can totally be your experience. And then what you choose to do, right. Whether you're wallowing in it or if you're going to pick yourself up and be like, okay, I have a role in this and I'm going to go and cultivate community. Maybe I start with one person, Mm -hmm. right? That's what I did. I started with one person and that's, you know, it, it all depends on our response to that, I think. Yeah. And And another thing I was thinking of when, when you were saying all of that was sometimes there are communities that we are in because it's, um, it's the season of life we're in. It's right. convenient because there's people around us, but that doesn't mean necessarily that they're going to get you like someone else might get you. Right. They might not right. be like you your might... people. Exactly. Right. Your people might be a little bit harder to find or mm-hmm. you'll find them at different port- parts of your life. Yeah. But when you do find those people, like it's not quantity, it's a like quality. Mm-hmm. What's up, beloved fam? It's me, Laura Jean, interrupting this episode to tell you about my flagship program, Made Beloved. Made Beloved is a proximate marriage preparation program that was designed with single individuals and dating couples in mind. When I was getting my master's in marriage and family theology, I was filled with so much gratitude that I got to study those topics as a single woman. I knew that what I was learning was changing my life not only then, but would change everything moving forward. I created this program not as a typical marriage preparation program where you already know who and when you're getting married, but more to answer the big questions of, was I made for this? What are these longings teaching me about the design of God for marriage? Is there really something that can fulfill all of these desires of my heart? And if there is, How do I start building the life that supports these beautiful design of the creator? We go over all of that and more in the 12-week Made Beloved program. 
I only open up registration a couple of times a year. So go to thebelovedcollective.com to learn more and to sign up for our waitlist to be the first to know when registration opens up. Looking for curated, beautiful paper goods and intentional products to simplify your life? Then look no further than the Beloved Co. Shop. Yes, my very own product shop is here. Each product is made with the intention of helping you live well in the present moment. Stationery to help you connect with others, desk pads to help you remember what's really important as we plan out our weeks, and so much more. Intentional Catholic products to help you be a saint now and prepare you well for your future. These also make excellent gifts, so if you are looking for a gift for someone special in your life, check out the Beloved Co. shop on our website, thebelovedcollective.com. That's beloved spelled B-L-V-E-D. And as always, you can find the link in our show notes. Absolutely. I totally agree with that. Yeah. Yeah. And the thing is, too, I want to touch on that a little bit because I've experienced that in the past two moves, moving to Lincoln for a couple years and then just now moving to Colorado, like brand new place where we also don't know a lot of people besides family. Like it's okay to also have a season where like you have that kind of community where it's like you're meeting people and you're surrounded by people, but you know, deep down, they're not exactly like your your friends forever. Like that's okay as well. Because Mm -hmm. I think I know a lot of people can get into this mindset. I've gotten to this mindset before where I meet someone. I'm like, well, I don't think you're going to be my best friend. So like, I don't have to, like, I shouldn't invest here or like, you know, like maybe I won't actually follow up and and get coffee or maybe I shouldn't go to that Bible study. Cause like, I know I don't really click with all those girls as much, but the thing is like, we can't isolate ourselves either. And meeting people even just for the sake of meeting people I think is healthy and is good and so it's okay to have a season where you have friendships that aren't um your forever friends because those will take longer to find and to cultivate and and the thing is is like some of those friendships could turn into it down the road it just Mm -hmm. takes time and effort and cultivation especially in the adult world like I remember like in college I mean I became best friends with my current best friends like within a few months, like almost instantly, because in college you're in this little like Petri dish, you know, it's like this tiny confined bubble where you live together, you study together, you eat together, you like Mm -hmm. go do things together, like you're doing everything together. And in the adult world, you have a lot less extra time to spend with people because people have families and jobs and work and life. And so the time you spend together is limited. And so getting deeper friendships takes longer and we just have to kind of learn to, to be patient and to be okay with that. Yeah. I think time spent like is huge. I read a book last summer called, uh, find your people by Jenny Allen. I don't know if you've heard of it. No, super good. I actually did a book study on the podcast last July. Oh, I'll have to listen. And it was, it was so cool. And one of the things that she broke down was the science and, and kind of, the the time breakdown of people in your life right I don't know if you've ever heard numbers thrown out but like we can only really handle about like 150 relationships in our lives Mm. at any given time right that's just like how much our brains can handle and then when we break it down like if if we look at like it's a target right there's like your little circle which are like your best friends like your closest people to you and then like you have your next circle which is like 
your friends, your close friends, and then you have like acquaintances, right? The only factor that gets you from the outside of the circle to the middle of the circle is time. Mm -hmm. And she was talking about how in like you're going up in grade school, right? And you have all different types of people in class with you and they may not be your pick, right? They may not be your pick for your best friend, but you spend enough time with them growing up through all the grades that they become your closest friends. And so there's definitely a balance. Like sometimes we get to choose, right? This is someone who I'm going to like seek out because I think they're really cool and I think they would go like well with me. Like I think we would be really good friends. Like that's a way to become friends with people. But it's also like just spending time with them. Mm -hmm. And so like you were saying with your friends in college, yeah, you became super close, super fast because all you spent was your time together. Yeah. You know, isn't that like the craziest thing? Yeah, it is. It is the craziest thing, but it's so true. And we've all experienced it too, because those friends that we had in high school and and even college that we were super, super close with, there are some relationships that haven't lasted um, in, in the depth that they used to be. And not because you, you know, had a falling out with that person necessarily. Like you may still have a lot of love and respect for them and honor the friendship that you did have, but yeah, like times have changed and you're in different places and in different seasons and your time isn't being spent together as much as it used to be. And so the relationship just naturally changes. Exactly. Exactly. Now I want to talk a little bit about um, jealousy Mm -hmm. of other people's seasons of life because I think like maybe there's a listener out there who is struggling to find community and they can see other people have having community around them Um, and I can see that temptation to be jealous for that Mm -hmm. community Um, so what can we do about that like what what is um, maybe a better mindset to take yeah you know that is such a good a good question a good topic to bring up because jealousy like we can experience this in any season of life and especially like in the adult world I feel like there's, there's like these milestones that people are hitting that can get really difficult for people to, um, you know, fall into comparison and jealousy of, you know, people getting engaged and married and having children and buying homes and moving and all these big milestones. And, um, it can be easy to be like, well, why don't I have this? Or how do I get there? And, and the Lord doesn't live in that space. The Lord doesn't live in comparison and in the future or in the past, but in the present. And this idea of jealousy um, just like moves us away from the present um, and moves us away from the blessings that the Lord is bringing us in this moment. And it's something that needs to be prayed through and worked through. And um, I mean, we, we've we all experienced it, right? Don't get me wrong. Like I've experienced this as well. So it's not something like, oh, shame on you. Like, no, like, okay. It, it takes some self-awareness to be like, okay, like, am I just desiring a good thing or am I really getting to the point of being envious and jealous of another person? Because that will poison your soul and your heart and doesn't actually get you what you want anyways. It just makes you it just makes you bitter. So really what we have to do is kind of get through the uncomfortable and kind of get out there. And I think that's the biggest inhibitor in building community and really getting into a community around you is that uncomfortability, that awkwardness that we sometimes feel at the beginning. Um, and I have, I've even felt that in this, in this move that we've made, because 
while we moved to Lincoln, we had some people that were our instant community that could introduce us to other people. And it was a lot of like mutual friends meeting. Being in Colorado now in a new place, it's like everybody we meet is pretty much new. <laughs> like there's like some mutual friends and some family, but people that we're meeting are completely new relationships to us. And so it takes a little bit more effort to get past the uncomfortability and to to show up even when you don't know anybody, you know, to go to an event, even if you're not sure that you're going to click with people. And I've had to, to go to a couple things like that where I'm like, okay, like there's this Bible study opportunity and luckily this, this worked out great. Right. But there's like this Bible opportunity and like, I got invited to come and meet the girls. And at first I was like, Oh, like, okay, I really want to meet people because especially Bible study has always been a blessing for me. But I was like, uh, like it was just one of those days where I was just kind of like, I just want to be home and be comfortable. And this is out of my comfort zone right now. And there's a lot of transition, but my husband, Trey, he's been a great encourager. He's like, just go. It's okay. Just sit to a girl that smiles at you and, and just start talking. Like you're great at talking, like just start talking and slowly like people will open up and you'll meet people. And I went and it was great. And now I'm in this Bible study and starting to meet more people. And, but at first it was like uncomfortable and scary to go without knowing a single person. And sometimes it takes like that little step of courage or that little bit of stretch, um, past an uncomfortable or awkward situation. And, and you might surprise yourself, you know, you might, you might end up meeting people that really you do click with. Mm -hmm. I love that. And I love that you are seeking community in the place that you're in, because I think sometimes with a, a big move or, something like that, we can really rely on the relationships we already have, right? Our best friends who are a call away or mm -hmm. something like that. And I think that's important to rem like to have a support system remain with you um, with whatever you're going, you're, you're changing your location or your job or any transition that you may be facing to mm -hmm. continue those relationships. We don't want to just like drop everybody <laughs> peace out yeah. and leaving but also having that balance of yes but I'm in a new place and therefore I want to make new relationships yeah no and I agree with you too like my close girlfriends there's a few close girlfriends that we have consistent calls like where we call once a month and that has been a huge support system for me in this time of transition mm -hmm. so totally with you like those are still really important to cultivate and this brings me back to my whole like you don't have the capacity to invest in a million friendships. Like those phone call friendships are still an investment, even when they're not in person, because it takes time to set aside mm -hmm. to call and ask how they're doing and invest in that relationship. So those are also important mm -hmm. to, to keep in your life and to continue to cultivate as well. Because yeah, in these seasons where you're transitioning through friendships and building new community, like those are the friendships that have really um, supported me and have been, you know, an ear in times when like, there's a lot of stress or overwhelm of being in a new place and not feeling like you're known. Like it's always good to have those friends to rely on as well. Yeah, totally. I love that. Um, last kind of question to wrap up this time that we've had together. Um, do you have any practical tips on how to cultivate community? Ooh, yes. Um, I would say like, initiating and taking those first steps is important. It's kind of like dating, <laughs> like making friends is kind of like dating. I feel like where it's like when you meet someone that you sort of click with, like 
like get their phone number, ask for their phone number and follow up soon after, you know, like make that effort to show like, hey, I'm interested in this friendship. Let's get to know each other more. Like, let's see like where this could go. This is why I feel like it sounds like dating, <laughs> but don't, I love that analogy. <laughs> don't like wait too long in between. Like don't wait a few weeks before it gets like awkward and you feel like you can't follow up anymore because, oh my gosh, do they even remember me? Like, are they going to know who it is that's calling? You know, like you meet someone that you're like okay we kind of clicked get their phone number follow up a few days later and invite them to coffee right like something simple and 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 like low risk invite them to coffee chat and have this practice like over and over again when you meet people like I just feel like going out on coffee dates is the best way to get out there to meet people um and to really know like who who do you click with who can you you know invite to go hang out and do something else like and slowly you'll expand that network of people in your life and then you can move into more of like hosting and inviting people into your space. And this is kind of a more comfortable place to cultivate community sometimes for people because you're comfortable in your home, you're a little bit more like in control of like, you know, what is happening, what the activity is or how long people are going to be staying or not. Um, So inviting people into your home, maybe like inviting a few people that either have a connection or if you're like, oh, I grabbed coffee with these two gals and I feel like they would really get get along and they're also looking for people like invite those people over and um, yeah, slowly, slowly cultivate or friendships will cultivate from that, I think. And then you can expand the circle as you as you're there more time as you're meeting more people and as you continue to practice this and invite people into your life I love that so much thank you so much for sharing all of that and for any listener here who's like oh my gosh I love Mari and I now want to connect with her and all the things (laughs) where can people find you Yeah. So I'm on Instagram at West Coast Catholic. And on my Instagram, I help women live Christ-centered lives through sharing about how, you know, my husband and I try to have a God-centered marriage, sharing about clean living and holistic homemaking and practical ways to grow in your faith. And then if you want to follow our shop account, it's at shop.wcc. And our website is westcoastcatholic.co. Amazing. Thank you so much for being here, Mari. And I hope that everyone has just benefited from this conversation. I know I certainly have. Um, Thank you so much for joining us. Yeah, I hope so too. It was such a pleasure to chat, Laura Jean. Thanks for tuning into the Dear Beloved podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please share it with a friend or many on social media and leave a rating and review. And don't forget to follow along at the Beloved Collective on Instagram and YouTube. That's Beloved spelled B-L-V-E-D. 